Hello, everyone. Politicians. Welcome to Politics. Now, this week's show is going to be a little bit different. A change of pace, if you will. And that brings us immediately to our first segment of the program. Politics News. Now, as some of you may know, in the prior episode of Politics, I summarily executed interim assistant producer Billy. I summarily executed his contract. He's, he's still alive. Billy is still alive. I did not kill him. I am not a murderer. This felt like the right wing, uh, right thing to do at the time. Because without change, even with the podcast as vibrant and politically political as politics, stagnation can set in. Unfortunately, this decision has backfired as I failed to account for the fact that Billy as politics's former interim assistant producer, has the only set of keys to the politics studio. And that studio happens to be my apartment. (coughs) Full disclosure. So I am currently locked out of my apartment and am unable to record politics in a professional manner or to access my bed or my bathroom or my kitchen. At least for the time being. That said, I am not a quitter. And as they say in Hollywood, California, the show must go on. Luckily, I have found the perfect place to record this round of politics. Chicago, Illinois, Chicago Pedway. Now this is, in a sense, another explosive bit of politics news. That's right, politicians, I, Tim S., 
live in Chicago, Illinois, home to famous politicians like Richard Daley, Richard Daley, and Senator Barack Obama. All right, we are moving to a different section of the Pedway now. I, uh, to be honest, don't know if I'm supposed to be recording here or not, but I'd like to avoid answering that question by having a run-in with security. Just be one second. And now for the next segment of the program, I'd like to answer a few questions from listeners. Starting us off, how many awards has Podetics won over the years? Great question, listener. Podetics has, of course, won many awards over the years and lost many it deserved to win. Politics has won two Webbies, three Netmen, a Poddington's Prize, and an official recognition of acceptable podcast quality from the National Board of Podcasting. Not too shabby, in my opinion. Next question. I heard President Obama is a big fan of politics. Has he ever contacted you to try to be a guest on your show? I have also heard rumor that President Obama is a fan of politics. But as politics does not and will not ever feature guests, President Obama will never be a guest on politics, even if he begged us. Third question. Are you worried Billy might use his experience on politics to get on with a rival, less serious political podcast? Right now, I am mainly concerned with trying to wrest control of politics' studio which is, again, full disclosure, my apartment, back from former interim assistant producer Billy. I wish Billy the best of luck in all his future endeavors, but until he returns control of Podetix's studio and all my stuff, he is an enemy of this podcast, and of me, its host, Tim S. Once he has given me my keys back, he can do whatever he likes, as long as it is somewhere else. Oh, and Podetics has no rival podcasts. It is, in a word, unrivaled. 
Next question for Tim S. Does it bother you when CNN or Fox News blatantly steal your hard-hitting political takes and try to pass them off as their own? Absolutely. This bothers me. Every time a so-called pundit opens his mouth and one of my great takes comes out, that pundit is literally vomiting in my face. And that vomit is stealing food from my children's mouths. Shame on you, Wharf Blitzer. Next question. Who will Don Henley vote for and why? Don Henley, of course, is a former member of the rock and roll slash country, slash country rock band, the Eagles. Now, I know Don personally. He's a good man. But one thing you need to know about Don Henley is that he votes in every election, and he writes his own name in for every single elected position. Yet he never actually starts a campaign. He is a strange and wonderful man. Didn't Tim S. recently win a Teen Choice Award for Best Male Podcast Host? Yes, but I turned it down because I do not support teens making choices. And finally, will you, Tim S., legalize marijuana when elected POTUS? Well, I don't know who or what a POTUS is, but I think too many things are legal as is, and you can't just go making things legal willy-nilly. If marijuana is legal, what next? Murder? Magic? Imagine if magic were legal. How would we ever really know reality from illusion? politicians and new fans of politics who may not yet feel comfortable calling themselves politicians and welcome to politics ah for those of you who did not hear last week's episode shame on you Uh, i'm kidding of course i am delighted that you have joined us this week uh actually know us it's just me uh i am currently alone in chicago's pedway which is a series of underground pedestrian tunnels underneath chicago's beautiful downtown 
I will say that I have taken a wrong turn or two, uh, and I wouldn't say I'm lost, but it is true that I have no idea where I am, or <laughs> how to get out of here, or exactly how long I've been here. I don't know any of those things at the moment. turns out that being in an underground tunnel for an extended period of time causes one to lose his or her sense of time. I have also occasionally, full disclosure, while I'm down here, forgotten who I am. But that also, fuller disclosure, happens to me relatively frequently above ground as well. It's a condition known as podcaster's amnesia, and it is most often associated with persons like myself who spend extended periods of time in front of the microphone, confined in small spaces like bedrooms, garages, and bathrooms. Fun fact, 38% of podcasts are recorded in public bathrooms. Surprisingly good ambiance. Uh, I will admit that this particular part of the Pedway is significantly less populated than the parts with which I am familiar. I have been walking around for, uh, well, I can only guess by my tummy rumbles, but it'd have to be at least three hours. My phone does not have a clock feature. Full disclosure. Uh, while there are still lights in these particular tunnels, they seem to be more like natural formations, not so much electricity-based devices. I also have not seen a shop in quite some time, much less a store. Uh, really, my own company now is the echoes of my own footsteps, and of course my trusty Nokia phone man my cell phone and constant companion for over 15 years now. Bet you didn't know that you could record audio on a cell phone. Well, you can. I'm doing it right now, obviously. Also, I am accompanied by my clothes. I am wearing clothes right now, to be clear. I guess I should try to retrace my steps, maybe figure out where I got turned around. Let's see. Uh, I was by the swimming pool. Uh, there's a Los Angeles fitness swimming pool down here that you can actually see from the pedway. I don't, I don't stare at the swimmers to be clear. 
although I find it somewhat calming to watch them in their exercise routines. I wouldn't call it staring. It's it's more of a uh, I take a glance as I walk by. It's not a prolonged glance, so I think it falls well short of a stare. Uh, anyway, so I was by the pool and I walked straight through some revolving doors. Uh, past the Victorian stained glass windows, took a right turn through a small open door marked Chicago Beneath, down a sloping, winding, poorly lit path where the walls felt like moss, like moss on a log or on a rock, that kind of moss, Uh, through a, well, I gotta say, tomb-like chamber filled with what appeared to be robed statues. Uh, Couldn't see the back of the chamber, but there had to be hundreds extending back into the darkness. And they all kind of seemed to turn to face me as I passed them. But then when I looked directly at one of them, it was as if they had never moved at all. And all the while, a single pure tone reverberating through my skull rising, getting louder, until finally... uh, You know, I can't remember much after that, but here I am. Huh. Uh, Maybe I should go back and try to find those statues again. But you know, for the life of me, I don't know where those guys went. Huh. Hmm. Uh, this is a real tricky situation I found myself in. Hmm. Well, uh, better get a move on. No sense in standing around. More tunnels to explore. <laughs> well, you know, I gotta say, I had assumed that the Chicago Pedway was a relatively recent piece of engineering, but some of these tunnels look pretty dang old. There's uh, all kinds of weird markings on here, Uh, like those funny Egyptian pictures, but a lot scarier. Sort of hard to describe. Um, There's all sorts of body parts. Both the normal stuff and the down below bits. Uh, over here, you got a bear with a man's head doing bad things with a lady skunk. Whew. Uh, I gotta say, these images fill me with a, <laughs> a sense of, well, a little bit of excitement, but a whole lot of dread, I guess I would call it. Like my destruction is inevitable? Ah, phew, I am starting to worry. Oh, oh boy, ah. Well, you know, and maybe this is revealing a little too much. Uh, Maybe this is a little bit too behind the scenes, inside baseball, if you will. But full disclosure, Myself and interim assistant producer Jazz have what I like to call a pod link. 
a sort of psychic connection that lets us communicate without respect to the limits of time and space. Now, this is something that Jazz and I have developed over time as we've worked together, and I believe it to be a natural, healthy bonding experience, and not at all the product of dark magic. I will say I don't like to use it too much, because I will admit that it tends to give me a heck of a nosebleed uh, and two eye bleeds, uh, but this seems like one of those dark times when old Tim S's street smarts just aren't going to be enough. So uh, let me just concentrate real hard, rub the old temples with my fingertips, clench my bottom. And now pull back the curtain of reason that conceals the ether. Jazz. Jazz. Are you there, Jazz? Can you hear me? Yes, Jazz. I can hear you. Jazz, it's so good to hear your voice. Your lovely, lovely, soothing voice. Ah. Look, Jazz, I'm not going to beat around the bush here. I am in trouble. I have no idea where I am. I'm forgetting who I am, and I have to pee-pee, but I don't want to go where no one can see me, because I hate to get in trouble. Help me, Jazz. I'm sorry, Tennis. You have entered the Chicago Beneath. The Chicago Beneath? Jazz, what's that? It is to return. Perhaps, but it will not be easy, and I will not always be able oh, to help you. Okay, well, but what should I do now? Where should I go? You must go down, deeper into the Chicago beneath. There, you will most likely die, but also you may find peace. Oh, well, peace sounds good. Not to get too political, but I'm a big fan of peace. Okay, Jazz, talk to you soon. Bye! And I'm going to Chicago beneath. I'm going with my feet under me. I'm going down, 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 down. Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, Potitans.
Politics is normally the most hard-hitting political podcast on the internet. But not so much right now as I am uh, for the moment. Instead, not going to say trapped beneath the city of Chicago, but I am descending ever deeper into a mysterious subterranean world beneath the city of Chicago with no clear way out. So you could say trapped, but I'm not going to. <laughs> no, sir. Oh, I'm not going to say it. Might be feeling it, but I'm not going to say it. So, uh, here I am exploring this maze-like network of caverns and passages that apparently lies underneath downtown Chicago. Uh, I've started to adapt pretty well, considering that I have not been trained in either combat or survivalism, although I have lost uh, one toe to what I can only describe as an extremely aggressive pixie. But that was kind of my fault, honestly, as I was unaware that one smallest toe is the traditional price for safe passage through a pixie village. So, uh, mea culpa to the pixie population of Chicago beneath, and mea culpa to my little toe which is now in possession of said pixies. Um, I have since tied a little kind of toe-shaped stone to my uh, left foot. It's on my left foot, the absence of my toe. Uh, that's to compensate for the loss of weight. You wouldn't think so, but the loss of a single, even tiny toe can really throw off your balance. But for the most part, I hardly notice that it's gone, um, other than, of course, the pain. Um, no idea what the pixies are doing with my toe, incidentally, but I suspect the toe meat could feed a family of pixies for quite a long time. Weeks, at least. Uh, which makes me feel Pretty good, actually. I, I, I suspect that my toe is going to good use. You know, uh, filling a lot of adorable, ravenous pixie bellies. Probably have it on a, a little, a cute little spit. They're just turning it, turning it when it's crackling while the, the toe meat burns. Um, hopefully not too much. You know, I. I don't know how to cook a toe, but I assume you want to sort of roast the outside, but leave the inside uh, a little bit pink. Uh, anyway, needless to say, the political content is pretty thin down here. Uh, not a lot of analysis or punditing to be done when there's mostly mole men and minor demons around. Uh, I have, though, attempted to interview three separate mole men about the 2016 presidential election, 
but that did not go particularly well. Um, one of these guys, the least violent of the three, made, made a growl, kind of a, a growl slash howl, like a her growl or a girl howl. Uh, that it sounded a lot like Kasich, but honestly, I think I was just hearing what I wanted to hear. It was it was sort of like. Uh, so, you know, take that as an endorsement, if you like, but I am not entirely convinced. Um, I try to stay skeptical. It's one of the foundational premises of politics is that we don't take people at their word. We don't take you at your word. You gotta uh, put up or shut up. That's... That's politics's motto. We don't, we don't take you at your word. You gotta put up or shut up. So, don't think you can pull the wool over old Tim S's eyes. Um, I'm very frightened right now. I have to be honest. I'm trying not to be, but man, there are there's some weird stuff down here. Um, I will say though, odd fact. Um, for the record, the little demons of Chicago beneath, imps, if you will, on the whole, are strangely very fond of Lincoln Chaffee. I did not see that one coming. Uh, so, don't count Chaffee out just yet, folks, if you believe in the influence of demons. And I assure you, you probably should. They are very, very persuasive, and best avoided. That's all I'm going to say. Um, uh, that said, I have actually run into a few fellow humans down here. Um, not to say that mole men aren't necessarily people. I don't want to imply that. But I'm fairly certain they are a separate species, or are at the very least so fully transformed by their underground adaptations that their humanity, if present, is unrecognizable. Ah, but, but I digress. While this, the following, may not be a political story, strictly speaking, and I hope you caught my ear quotes because I did make them with my fingers, um, this is a human interest story because it is a story about interesting humans. This is the tale of Tim S. and the people of Grungetown. The 1990s. What were they like? Very little is known about this mysterious time period. An era that existed long before cell phones could take pictures. They say that a different Clinton reigned as president and that it was a time of peace and prosperity, at least for white people. But there is a place where the 1990s live on deep underneath the great city of Chicago. 
I came upon it by chance, lured by the distant sound of a heavily distorted Fender Mustang guitar echoing about a desolate chamber. The chamber was split by a deep ravine, but I could almost make out figures in the distance. Yet my vision was obscured by a thick cloud of smoke, what smelled like Pall unfiltered cigarettes. I was frightened, yes, but desperate, and I had eaten my last fun-sized Snickers bar and licked the wrapper clean hours ago. If I had only known then what I know now, I would have thrown myself into the ravine and accepted death's icy but tender embrace. Instead, I crept around the edge of the chamber, terrified, but so hungry that my fear seemed a distant thing. I was emboldened by desperation, not unlike Richard Nixon in the Watergate scandal, I guess. I had nothing to lose. I made my way slowly towards the camp, carefully circling the edge of the ravine. Only my balance and my tippy-toes keeping me from falling into the yawning void below. Which, to be clear, I kinda wanted to fall into because I was super sad about my situation and totally tired. Suddenly, multiple sets of hands grabbed me, all about my person, and seized me towards the fire. My senses were flooded, but perhaps the hunger made my eyes keen. The arms that grabbed me were clad in flannel, the corresponding legs denim. The fire itself lit upon a rough pile of what looked to be 1980s hair metal records. My clothes were quickly ripped to shreds, and I feared my body would be next, but suddenly I found myself swaddled in flannel, otherwise naked, and lying in what felt like a giant crib. Though it was hard to see through all the Paul Mall cigarette smoke, I was being rocked gently back and forth as this crowd of strange, flannel-clad humans hummed the melody to Smells Like Teen Spirit. I felt, for the first time in as long as I could remember, safe. I think that I fell asleep for a time, and when I woke, I found that my flannel swaddling was gone, replaced by a ripped pair of jeans, an oversized puke green cardigan sweater, and, strangest of all, a t-shirt for the Drug Abuse Resistance Education, or D.A.R.E. program. I had thought that grunge men and women were fond of drugs and drug abuse, but perhaps I was mistaken. I did not have much time to ponder this, however, as when I stood up, pulling the scratchy but strangely comfy cardigan tighter about my person, to protect me from the windless chill of the cave, I found myself 
again surrounded by these strange, grudge-worshipping creatures. Relics from a time long past. There, a woman in a pair of overalls, one strapped out, hair matted but in a cool, purposeful way. There, a man dressed like a lumberjack but, like, an incredibly weak and lazy one. I was filled with curious admiration for these subterranean fans of underground rock music. The world stopped accepting them long ago, so they rejected the world. I squinted my eyes, barely able to make out their faces in the gloom. I expected wizened visages, hollow cheeks, bellies thick and round from beer and inactivity. Instead, I saw peach fuzz, baby fat, youthful glows lit by bonfire. Horror crept upon my very soul. These were not true 1990s grunge men at all. They were millennials, hipsters, mere posers, nostalgic for a past they had never truly experienced. I had thought that I had found a safe haven from the horrors of Chicago beneath. But instead, I was confronted with the greatest horror of all. Inauthenticity. I fled, arms flailing, knocking two or three of those idiots into the ravine and to their doom. You may ask, Tim S., does this make you a murderer? Yes, I would reply, but only if you consider those people. Anyway, so that's about it for this week. I... Tim Hess, Tim Hess, can you hear me? Ah, yes, yes, Jazz. Oh, oh sweet, sweet Jazz. Ah, I can hear you. Uh, what is it? Are, are you coming to my rescue? Well, that's not as good as rescue, but good. Uh, what is it? I don't know. I haven't listened to it yet. It's in MP3 form. I'll play it now. to the report from up north uh Greg P except that's not me I'm Randy I'm filling in for Greg P this week uh a little about me I'm uh Canadian through and through I say I like to say that if you uh cut me I will bleed maple syrup okay uh I uh, met Greg P uh at uh a ballroom dance class at Algonquin College. Uh, we were both taking it, got paired together. 
because uh, he could not lead. Uh, but found that uh, uh, he really shone as uh, when he followed my lead, and uh, we became fast friends. He asked me to fill in this week. Uh, okay, so I guess the, the news. But uh, I just read this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, did you write this? Yeah, it's good copy. Good copy. Okay, so uh, basically what it says here, uh, I guess uh, Justin Trudeau was the uh, prime minister up here in Canada. He and uh, what it says Barack Obama, who's the uh, I guess the president there, uh, down there in the uh, United States. Uh, they uh, they uh, got together, had dinner. So that's real good. It's good to have dinner with friends. You know, get together every once in a while. So that's that's real good. Uh, so I guess uh, that's the show. Okay, that's the report from up north with Greg P. So if that's not me, that's uh, him. Uh, I'm Randy. Uh, I guess uh, gotta thank the sponsors. So thanks to the sponsors. Uh, thanks to the interns. It's uh, been a great experience for me. Uh, and uh, I guess. Uh, you can follow uh, Greg P on Twitter. He's on Twitter at uh, I guess uh, Greg P. No, says uh, Twitter at uh, I am a Greg. That's where you find him on Twitter. Okay, uh, this is a report from up north. Is Randy signing off? Is Randy signing off? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Politics. Politics is normally the most hard-hitting podcast, most hard-hitting political podcast on the internet. Don't want to. I don't want to make claims that I can't fulfill. Uh, we are not necessarily the most hard-hitting podcast, but we are the most hard-hitting political podcast on the internet. Uh, Just to be clear, we are your political tourist trap on the World Wide Web's information superhighway. Normally, but unfortunately, uh, right now, I, your host, Tim S., am stuck miles beneath Chicago, Illinois, in a curious place known as Chicago Beneath. My only contact to the outside world is through my interim assistant producer, Jazz. Through a psychic link, I have affectionately named my pod link with Jazz. Uh, But, unfortunately, every time I use this Psychic connection, this pod link, 
I grow a little bit weaker, and I lose a lot more blood through all of my orifices. And I do mean all of them. It's real messy down here. <laughs> Politicians. But I have not given up hope, and I have not forgotten politics's core mission to bring you all the hardest-hitting takes on American politics in a podcast that is well under a half an hour long and without guests. I think there were other rules too, but I don't remember them right now. Uh, I think something about not being politically correct. Yes, that's right. We are not politically... No, we are... We are not politically incorrect, and we don't wish to offend anyone. That's, that's another one of the politics guidelines, or podlines. Wow, it, wow, it really seems like a long time ago when, uh, when I said those podlines on every show, and things made a lot more sense. Uh, but that said, I've had some fun adventures in the Chicago Pedway and in Chicago Beneath. Uh, and I've lost a few toes as well, but such is the price of underground excitement, apparently. Uh, although, my first few days or weeks in Chicago Beneath have been exciting. I am a little concerned that I'm, uh, well, for lack of a better description, that I'm running out of reality. Um, I have been uh, walking down this particular tunnel for a whilesies now. Uh, at first, there was normal tunnel stuff, uh, rocks and rats and whatnot. Uh, then I kept on walking because that's what you do in an underground tunnel if you want to get to the end and all the stuff around me started to get blurry. Um, hmm. It kind of feels like I could put my hand through the wall now, uh, but I'm not going to do that because I bet it would feel super weird and... <laughs> I don't want to lose my hand, not to some silly old wall. So, you know, I, part of me feels like if I keep going in this direction, I don't know why I think this, but I might just stop existing entirely. And while that makes most of me afraid, a little part of me kind of longs for it longs for my own destruction. Is that weird? Does that make sense? Oh, that's a strange feeling. Ooh. Well, there's something up ahead. Uh, can't make it out too well, 
but it looks like there's a couple of guys standing by a phone booth. Uh, let me go talk to them and see if they know a way out of this weirdo place. Uh, hey fellas, uh, hate to bother you, but I am starving to death, and I'm looking for a way out of Chicago Beneath. So if you could just direct me to the nearest passageway to the surface, that would be great. Um, I don't have anything to pay you with, but um, I will offer each of you a hearty handshake and perhaps a pat on the back for a job well done once I am walking up on top again. And, oh, wait, okay, well, uh, all right, huh. You know, dang it, these are not guys at all, actually. As it turns out, they are statues. Huh. Ah. Well, you know, they actually look a whole lot like American journalist and television news anchor slash television personality uh, Wolf Blitzer. Except they're both wearing wizard robes. And have glowing red eyes. <laughs> ah, it's pretty spooky. Uh, you, you guys know Wolf Blitzer, right? Uh, he talks about the news and is super serious. Uh, he's got a good beard and glasses. And, you know, the, the glasses, they, they make him look serious because only serious people wear glasses um anyway uh these wolf statues not not statues of wolves but statues of wolf blitzer i'll call them blitzer statues that's clearer um or i guess i can just go all the way and call them wolf blitzer statues although that seems like a waste of time feel like there should be a shorter way to say that. Um, wool, wobbly, wobbly statue. Wolf, wolf, blee, wolf, blee, wobbly. Wo, wo, blitz. Wo, blitz statues. There we go. These wo, blitz statues. Uh, they're standing in front of a kind of, well, you know, it kind of looks like a voting booth. Um, which is kind of comforting. Democracy, after all, is an important part of politics in the good old U.S. of A. Uh, but I'm going to say that voting booth is shrouded in mist, which should be terrifying, but it's actually kind of nice because I have not had any water in a long time. Uh, so I'm just going to open my mouth and see if I can get a bit of that wet stuff inside of me. Um, yeah, ah, yeah, okay. That's actually pretty refreshing. Wow. Uh, I feel like 
I've taken a few steps back from death's door. Uh, I'm still still kind of on death's stoop, sort of uh, lying down in front of it, but not quite at the door. Um, I'm sort of prone on my back, staring at death's bushes. Um, maybe there's like a an empty Budweiser bottle under there from uh, one of Death's ragers. He, he never picked it up. He's not going to say Death isn't you know having a party every weekend, but uh, he likes to let loose once in a while, and he also likes to keep a clean house. But once in a while, things get out of hand. Something rolls where it shouldn't, and you know, um, no one's perfect. Not even Death. Oh, yeah, anyway, so these statues, uh, each one of these uh, wolf bleats, wolf bleas, the wolf, each one of the wolf blee statues is holding a sign. So let me just take a look at what they say, because I don't want to look before a leap or leap before a look, so to speak. And all right, so this one says, beware. Oh, well, you know, that sounds like something uh, that I, Tim S., would like a lot. Um, I like politics, love them even, and I am much less enthusiastic about things that aren't politics. Uh, oh, I, there's more. Well, you know, I hate to get my hopes up, but this sounds like the kind of thing that would be right up my alley. Uh, what with the undiluted political essence and all 11 of my pathetic mortal senses being flooded with said undiluted political essence, um... Yeah, I better keep reading though, just to just to make sure. I don't want to go in unprepared after all. Those found wanting shall perish. Ah, uh, okay. Well, you know, I don't like the sound of perishing. I uh, gotta be honest about that. Um, but that said, compared to a lifetime stuck in this crazy underground 
Chicago Beneath Place, where I've been for, uh, I don't know, eight months? I'm not sure, honestly. Uh, perishing doesn't sound too bad. And that said, who is politically stronger than me? Tim S. I have a whole podcast dedicated to politics. Politics? I have a whole podcast dedicated to politics called Politics. This podcast is <laughs> Politics. And it's a, a podcast dedicated to politics. Um, <clears throat> uh, yep, there is another sign on the other statue. So I better take a look-see at that too. So let me just focus the old eyes in. Uh, I'm going to lean in a bit so that I can take a little strain off my eyes because it's dark in this cave, which is where I am. Uh, well, kind of a kind of a tunnel slash cave. You know, I don't really know what the difference between a tunnel and a cave is. I guess... A tunnel is just a cave that goes further. Like, it's a longer kind of cave. Uh, might kind of be just a... It's kind of a... a, a, a um, I just completely lost my train of thought there. What was I thinking? Oh, I was going to read the sign. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, yes. Lean in. Uh, focus the eyes. Um, and it's time to read this song. <laughs> Remove all clothes and slash or implants before entering political form. Okie doke. Remove all body hair for maximum political sensation. Ah, well, I see that one of the statues is holding a disposable razor in its hand. Um... Ooh, no shaving cream, though. Uh, well, uh, so luckily, most of my body hair has already fallen out over the past few weeks. Um, possibly from radiation, I have gotten pretty far down into the Earth's crust, and I might be approaching the core, um, although it might also be scurvy-related. So this shouldn't take long. And down over there. Uh, lift that bed up. I'm gonna give it a little shave a little Dave. And around the other side. Ooh, better sensitive regions are. Ooh, gonna shave that too. I'm gonna get that body hair off. Of me, so I can go into the political void and feel all the politics around me. Okay, yep, done. Uh, that is pretty cool. 
All the body hair is gone, and I am smooth as a cue ball. All over. All right. for the strong possibility of death. All right, well, I am pretty confident that this is going to go totally great, and I'm starting to get kinda chilly standing around here all naked and hairless, so I'm just gonna step into the old void booth here, and... Wow. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, you know, it's times like this that I kind of wish that politics had a video component because, uh, well, this is just spectacular to look at. Uh, Very visually stimulating. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, there's all sorts of colors kind of swirling, um, but also some blinky lights, too. Uh, you'd think it would make me nauseous, but actually, I feel great. Never felt better, really. Ah, ah. Oh. Ah. Well, you know, it kind of feels like I'm moving, too, but without moving... Uh, movement without movement, if that makes sense. Uh, I'm experiencing without looking, in a way. Plus, definitely tingly all over my body. Oh, hey, uh, something's uh, approaching. But in a figurative sense. Wonder what it is. Destined to become one of the most influential and popular figures in the Democratic Party and eventually attain the vice presidency, Senator Alvin Barkley of Kentucky. I challenge those who complain that we have robbed the people of their liberty to point to a single example not based on public welfare. I challenge those who weep over the destruction of the state eyes of the Constitution to indicate where we have stabbed it and where it is buried. We have not destroyed the Constitution. We are not destroying the Constitution. But if the time ever comes when it shall be preserved only by assigning it to a shelf in some museum where it may be looked at but never used, then the people themselves will destroy it and make another in its place. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, now. That was a powerful dose of politics right there. Uh, you know, normally, when I hear a politician speaking, the sound goes into my ear uh, bounces around my various ear parts and lands eventually on my brain where I normally can understand most of the words and figure out what's going on with what that guy is saying. 
and all of that is pretty good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and you know, maybe I can see him, the politician guy, and then I can see the nice suit he's probably wearing, which makes me take his politics words more seriously. But here in the political void, uh, my new home, <laughs> uh, it is as if I am the politician and his opponent, uh, the voter and the media, all at the same time. I am Senator Alvin Barkley of Kentucky in the womb, in his mother, uh, Virginia Barkley, his womb. Not, not in her in the womb, but him in her womb, to be clear. Uh, and I am also Alvin Barkley's spirit, as it escapes from his time-ravaged, but still vice presidential corpse. Um, and I'm also his corpse. Uh, and if I concentrate real hard, you know, that kind of thing, uh, I can also be the worms eating his corpse. But that's not particularly political, so I'm not going to do that anymore. You know, as if for the first time, I can truly see all sides of an issue. It's an extremely sensual experience. Not, not sexual. Not sexual. Well, yeah, not exactly sexual. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, 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 here comes another slice of politics pie. I hope I'm ready. On the platform with Senator Barkley, was former Secretary of the Treasury, Ogden Mills. There are those who hold that our economic system is fundamentally defective, that its innate weaknesses cause the depression, and that it has neither the vitality nor the adaptability to generate recovery from within. They would supplant it with another system under which an all-powerful central government is to regulate and direct all phases of our economic life down to the smallest detail. Recovery is not to come from within. It is to be imposed from without. Oh, oh man. I mean, I used to just, I just like get up in the morning and turn on C-SPAN just like just like sit there and watch like when they're just given hearings and like speeches in congress and i'm like that's like that's like po like politics like just like pure politics that's what i used to think but this is real politics this is this is like this is this is pure politics right here I think I'm just, I think I'm just gonna, I think I'm just gonna stay here. I think this is, uh, I think this is, uh, this is where I belong, man, you know? I think this is where I'm supposed to be. Oh, just, uh, I can't, yeah, I can't, oh, just another, another, 
Give me another one. Give me another one. Another one of those po politics things. Yeah. We had plenty of debatable issues on the domestic scene in those days. But meanwhile, some 3,000 miles away, war had broken out in Europe. America hates war. America... America hopes for peace. Therefore, America actively engages in the search for peace. To most people, the ocean seemed mighty wide. To defend that some folks were more trouble than Oh, this Politics. It's too much politics. It's too much. Hello and welcome. And also greetings, uh, politicians. Hello to you and welcome. And furthermore, greetings. Welcome to politics. Uh, politics was at one point the most hard hitting politics podcast on the internet. Emphasis on the was and on the at one point. Uh, things have taken a bit of a turn for uh, not going to say the worse because I don't want to be a gloomy Gus, but they have taken a turn for the uh, more difficult. Things have taken a turn for the more difficult. Uh, a few weeks ago, I fired interim assistant producer Billy for reasons that I, uh, full disclosure, do not now remember at all uh, and I had also at the time forgotten that Billy had in his sole possession the only keys to Politics's studio which I suppose if there's only one set of keys and he had them in his possession then they had to be in his sole possession uh, not to get uh, too uh, legalistic on your, on your butts. Um, uh, but I should say that Politics's studio also happens to be my apartment. So in response, I took to the streets of Chicago, which, uh, which again, full disclosure, is the city where I live, at least typically. Actually, I took to beneath the streets of Chicago. <laughs> Uh, beginning a politics investigation into the Chicago Pedway, a series of underground pedestrian tunnels beneath downtown Chicago. 
<coughs> excuse me, that allow Chicagoans like myself easy access to various parts of the loop. I hope you can hear my quotation marks, uh, but that's another word for most of downtown Chicago because of the general loop shape that the trains take, I think. There might be a different explanation. Look, I'm not a historian. I'm a politics podcaster, so get off my back, uh, you jerks. Uh, ah, so the uh, Chicago Pedway, anyway, uh, is a underground series of tunnels that allow Chicagoans uh, to protect themselves from the harsh touch of the Midwestern elements, uh, your, your snow and your ice and your, your snowy mix, your wintry mix, uh, which is sort of like a, a snow ice twofer. Um, but while investigating these tunnels, which are typically very convenient and full of convenience, I took a wrong turn and I ended up in a, for lack of a better term, mysterious realm, even further beneath the city of Chicago. And that realm is known as Chicago Beneath. Uh, and there for the moment is where I remain. I have had some interesting encounters, adventures, if you will. I exchanged my left pinky toe for safe passage through a pixie village, which, now that I think of it, may have been wholly unnecessary given that the pixies, and pixies in general, are very small and crushable. Uh, but I was trying my best to honor their customs, and uh, think a little after that, I discovered a nest of grunge-worshipping hipsters. Uh, I may have murdered a few of them while making my escape, but I don't feel bad because, if nothing else, Tim S., which is my name, I'm the host of politics, Tim S., uh, I am all about authenticity and not that hipster biz, right? So, yeah, so in, in inauthenticity is bad and authenticity is good. And that's the Tim S. promise, I, I suppose. Uh, and I uh, also have interviewed several mole men about the 2016 election for president of the United States of America, and possibly these mole men endorsed John Kasich, John Kasich, John Kasich. I don't. Is it Kasich or Kasich? I really should probably know that by now, being as I record a politics a politics podcast. I record a politics podcast called Politics. Um, if you know whether or not John Kasich is pronounced John Kasich, or in fact if it's pronounced John Kasich, um, I don't know how you can contact me because I'm stuck potentially thousands of miles away from Chicago. But 
Yeah, maybe if you just think real hard. Think real hard how to properly pronounce the name of Republican nominee for nominee, not, but Republican candidate. <laughs> He's not a nominee. <laughs> I mean, not yet. I don't really know how long I've been down here, and maybe maybe good good old Johnny Johnny K is uh, climbed to the top of the heat by now. Um, but yeah, so if you if you know the proper way to pronounce John Kasich's name, if in fact that's correct, think it really hard in the general direction of the ground, and given my recently honed psychic abilities which allow me to occasionally uh, speak with politics's remaining interim assistant producer, Jazz, maybe I'll be able to pick up on your vibes and then I will know at least one thing, how to pronounce that guy's name. So yeah, uh, that's a fun kind of, it's a, sort of a, a participation project for you listeners of politics. Thinking the correct pronunciation of presidential candidate John Kasich's name at the ground in my general direction because that's where I am. And so, most recently, just to keep catching everybody up on what's been happening to old Tim S., uh, I tried to record another commentary track for episodes five and six of Politics while perched above a lava pit where hundreds of lava men played what I can only describe as lava polo. Uh, and it was kind of cute in a strange way. It's, it's, it's weird to describe lava men as cute, but they seemed to be having a nice time and they kind of had um, crude smiley face type faces going on, you know, made out of like little pebbles, um, which was fairly adorable, although of course they are comprised of pure molten lava um, and probably evil. I don't know. I don't know what animates a lava man. I'm not an expert. Um, but uh, setting that aside, I while recording the commentary track, uh, Dunn fell down and hit my head on a rock thingy, and I ended up here. Um, and I'm going to be fully honest, I am not really sure where I am. And it's kind of tough to see because it is pitch black. And full disclosure, I know I've said that a lot, but that's sort of, that's sort of a new... That's a sort of a, ped, a pedetics uh, pod line, which the pod lines were originally the guidelines for politics before I became trapped down here. And you know what? I don't think there's any reason not to make additional pod lines just because circumstances have changed. Uh, I still would prefer to do an orderly show that... Uh, proceeds in an orderly fashion. And so I think I will make it another pod line that politics is all about full disclosure. Uh, but yeah, full disclosure, I am starving to death. So that has kind of dulled my senses a bit. Uh, hard to think straight. So yeah, it's pitch black and I'm starving. 
which, you know, actually, it feels like a good time, or at least a good a time as any, to try to connect with interim assistant producer Jazz, uh, with whom, as I mentioned, I have developed a strong psychic connection, or pod link, that allows Jazz and I to communicate with each other over very long distances, using the very spirit of podcasting. Uh, should also add, in the spirit of full disclosure, that I feel a little bit weaker every time that Jazz and I use the pod link, kinda as if a piece of my very soul is the price required to render this unholy link. But who's to say, for, you know, for sure, uh, right? Like, uh, that's just a guess. Uh, just, I'm just throwing that out there. I might be slowly destroying myself in the process. But all I know for sure is it's a pretty neat trick and that I need Jazz's help. So let me just get ready by wrapping what remains of my shirt around my eyes to sop up some of the blood that will inevitably flow from my tear ducts and... Okay, I'm already uh Jazz. Jazz. Can can you hear me, Jazz? This is the furthest away I've ever been from sweet, sweet interim assistant producer Jazz. I sure hope this works. is a strange and somewhat unsettling thing to say, Jazz. But anyway, a quick update on my sitch here. Uh, situation. I fell down when I was looking at a bunch of lava guys playing in a lava pit. Uh, and I think I hit my head pretty bad. And when I woke up, I was in a different place, which is here. Uh, where it's almost entirely dark except for a tiny, extremely inviting light in the distance. And I'm thinking pretty hard about walking towards that light uh, because I am very tired. And I have a pretty good feeling that if I walk towards that light and into it, I will finally get the rest I have so long desired. Uh, do you have any thoughts, Jazz? and you do make some compelling points, but on the other hand, I am so very tired and so very hungry, hungry, and the light is warm, and it calls to me very strongly. Ah, I'm pulled to it, 
like, uh, like you know, a, a shard of metal pulled to a magnet or a, a piece of toilet paper to a staticky cotton sock. Uh, not comparing myself to a piece of toilet paper in a broader sense. I am certainly not fit to wipe another's buttocks. Uh, uh, that came out strangely. Uh, yeah, but back to the issue at hand. I really want to go towards that light, and the blackness is starting to fade a bit. And I'm worried that if I don't go through the light now to see what's inside, I might never get the chance. <laughs> what is this podcast about, Jazz? If it's not about discovery and exploration. I mean, of course, besides being about politics, because that's obviously what this podcast, politics, is primarily about. Listen, you idiot. If you go into that light, you'll be dead. That is very obviously what is happening here. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, okay. I hear what you're saying, but isn't death the ultimate journey? Uh... I'm pretty sure I heard that somewhere, maybe in an episode of Quantum Leap, or what's the one with the angels? Is it called Helpful Angels? I think the show is called Helpful Angels, uh, with the angels who come down from heaven to help people. It's a good idea for a show, if that isn't already a thing that exists. Um, but... Yeah, you know, I've come pretty close to dying. Uh, four or five or oh, maybe even six times in the past couple of weeks. And the Grim Reaper, uh, that old scary guy, hasn't caught up to me quite yet. Um, so I'm pretty sure I'll be fine. Uh, so, okay, Jazz, I'll catch you on the flip side. Do Don't need your help anymore. It's, Go I, away. I bye bye. Goodbye now. Thank you. Okay, I'm just gonna start walking towards this cute little light here. Ooh, yeah, I feel better and better the closer I get. Uh, the old hunger is fading. All my cares and worries are becoming revealed to me as what they always truly were, uh, meaningless things born from my attachment to the material world. I'd almost describe this experience as semi-erotic, actually. Uh, <laughs> a little bit terrifying, too. Uh, erotic and terrifying. Uh, very interesting combination. Ooh, I can feel my ego dissolving. <laughs> oh, it tickles. Uh, yeah, present. Well, you know, I kind of just wanted to see what was over here. Uh, just checking things out over in the general vicinity of this cool light thing. 
in the interest of, uh, you know, in the interest of journalistic curiosity, uh, not ready to commit to the whole afterlife thing right now. I have got a lot of pokers in the fire, uh, a lot of pokers in the fire, so to speak, a lot of unfinished business. I wish you would have let me finish, actually. Um, but, you know, the 2016 presidential election for President of the United States of America hasn't even finished yet. And I gotta know if Cruz is the dude, or if Trump gets bumped, or if. You know what? Well, that's rude. Hello, and welcome to Podetics. Welcome to you from me. Welcome to you from me to Podetics. Welcome you to this podcast, which is Podetics. I am your host, Tim S., and I used to be your guide through the jungle of American politics through the jungle of American politics. Uh, But now, I am dead. Or at least I'm pretty sure I am dead. Uh, Long story, but I used to do a podcast called Podetics when I was alive. Uh, I think my memories are a bit hazy now. Um, I remember going to school for, uh, had to be at least five years, might have been more like ten. Um, I remember working at a gas station or potentially purchasing gas at a gas station. Uh, I remember exchanging money, uh inside of a gas station for goods and or services. Uh, I'm not sure if I was purchasing the goods and or services or vending the goods and or services, but yeah. Um, I remember skiing, I think. I think it was uh, cross country skiing. I don't remember there being any hills involved. Uh, and it was very boring, which tends to imply cross-country skiing. Um, I think I had a doggy when I was a little boy. I uh, don't remember what kind, um, but it was very old and didn't want to play with me. So uh, that's not the best memory. But everything else is a little bit hazy. I remember, I think that I hosted a podcast called Politics, called Politics. I hosted a politics podcast called Politics, which I am uh, trying to record right now, actually. Um, 
But anyway, uh, I ultimately remember going underground a city, like way underground that city, uh, and getting knocked upside my noggin by a caveman or maybe a mole man, or perhaps some kind of lava man, and an underground man of some kind is the point. Um, and now I'm here in a, I don't want to say unpleasant place, because uh, I'm trying to stay positive, but it is very bleak. And I also don't want to stay depressing because it does have its charms. Uh, it's certainly colorful. Um, there are a variety of colors, uh, and there are all kinds of people around and a lot of strange creatures who look kind of like people and kind of like nightmares and kind of like clowns sometimes. Huh. Yeah, it's weird stuff. And I will say, uh, despite the fact that I am unable to recall many, uh, if not most, facts about my life beyond, of course, my name, which is Tim S., and the name of this podcast, which is Politics. Ah, uh, no. It's Politics. The name of this podcast, which is about politics, is Politics. <sighs> Dang it. Ah. Uh, anyway, I still feel strongly compelled to comment on the political whatnots of any place where I am, and I am here right now in this place which I have affectionately nicknamed Grumpy Town. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Grumpy Town. Uh, you know, there seems to be a bit of a pecking order in Grumpy Town with humans, uh, well, former humans like myself, very much at the uh, bottom of the totem pole yeah, no one really seems to give a big squat for what we ex-humans want. Um, I did try to form a sort of ad hoc committee to compile some general grievances about our treatment down here in Grumpy Town. Um, you know, we I, 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 I started a petition, uh, gathered signatures, which, given that everyone is writhing about in pain for the most part it really was just kind of a thumbprint it was a collection of thumbprints uh, bloody thumbprints um, just to show that we have a, a quorum of uh, humans who are interested in uh, you know letting the big boys upstairs know that we're not going to take it lying down, and uh, so I got a bunch of people to sign on, um, or at least I was able to, to press their thumbs to a sheet of paper, which, full disclosure, uh, may not have been paper, but might have been skin. Uh, uh, and I gathered some of the more uh, coherent people to form a committee, uh, which I entitled the uh, People for the Betterment of Conditions in Grumpy Town. And that acronym is PIFPGT. 
Uh, but I'm going to say after about half a minute, all the other committee members just kind of returned to screaming and thrashing around and generally did not commit much to the purpose of which was, again, to compile and present a list of our complaints to the uh, big boys in charge of Grumpy Town. And if I'm being honest, look, these big boys are bad news. They are uh, big bad news boys. Uh, bunch, bunch of bunch of grumpy gusses. I don't want to get too graphic, but I am uh, worse for wear. Lots of nicks and cuts and bruises and bumps and burns, which happily fade very quickly. Uh, sort of a upside to the uh, to being in to being in Grumpy Town, but I am pretty tormented in general. Which, come to think of it, might be the whole point of this place. <laughs> Not 100% sure. Anyway, uh, I am currently tucked into a little nook uh, away from the central fiery pit of Grumpy Town. And I am hunkered over my Nokia phone man recording this episode of uh, Podetics. It's called Podetics. Um, I'm trying my best to hold on to that to that word because I feel I feel like it's it's kind of like my tether to uh, my mortal life. Wow, my memories are very hazy. Uh, but luckily, my little phone man is still working, though. Thankfully, and somewhat surprisingly, given that it runs on AAA batteries. Um, but I think some of the strange energy of Grumpy Town is kind of charging it perpetually. Uh, I don't see many other folks with cellular phones down here. Uh, I think I managed to sneak mine in. I don't know if it's against the rules. And frankly, uh, I don't care because I am not a big fan of the way things are run down here. So maybe someone needs to stick it uh, to the, 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 the big boys in charge. And if that means that I get to record this podcast as a side benefit, well, then so be it, right? Oh, yeah, sorry. So, uh, I meant to fill y'all in on some of the deets of the down here Grumpy Town biz. Uh, right, so the dead humans, definitely at the bottom of the social pecking order. Uh, above us, from what I can tell, next up on the uh, social ladder, uh, these weird, scary... Uh, things kind of sometimes they look like math teachers sometimes like fiery serpents uh, very very hard to pin down basically they've got real sharp nails and real rude toots uh, they are very aggressive and hard to reason with um, 
and all of these mean guys, let's call them Nightmare Boys. I'm going to call them Nightmare Boys for short. Uh, Mare Boys. Just call them Mare Boys. That's a little bit, that's a little bit shorter and simpler. Mare Boys. The Mare Boys. Just Mare Boys. Uh, well, they're pretty well equipped. Um, they've got, you know, uh, switchblades and report cards filled with Fs and extremely embarrassing childhood photos. Uh, one of these Mare Boys showed me a video of young Tim S. eating, um, and excuse me for the rude language, eating his own booger. And I don't know how this mare boy got a hold of that video, but wow, was I embarrassed. Oh, man. Uh, and look, to be clear, I, I definitely do not eat boogers anymore. Uh, and... Yeah, I mean, I, that's that's impolite, and I would never. Uh, it's impolite and it's unsanitary. So I don't know what he was trying to imply by showing me that video of allegedly young Tim S. It's it's definitely a video, but it is a, it is a a video that is allegedly of a young myself eating his own booger. Uh, but that's not reflective of. My current behavior, which is befitting an adult man who has appropriate hygienic habits. Ah, uh, yeah, anyway, so these nightmare guys, the mare boys, the mare boys, uh, they're kind of the bosses of the sad humans down here, um, but they've got these. Uh, They've got these kind of weird purple crystals tucked into little pouches that are kept near their front parts. It's, a, it's strapped around the back, but the pouch is on the front, kind of above their front parts. It's kind of a, kind of a fronty pack, uh, a frontal pack, called a frontal pack. Um, they, don't, they don't have uh, high knees, otherwise I would probably call them high knee packs. <laughs> Um, real smooth back there. Um, but the, 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 the mayor boys will sometimes talk into these crystals, uh, kind of like walkie-talkies. Uh, crystal chatties? Crystal, crystal chatties. Crystal talkies. Walkie, walkie crystals? Crystal talkies. We'll go with crystal talkies. Um, and every time they talk into the, the, the crystal talkies, I hear a name, uh, a name that it rings a bell from my alive times, which again, I don't remember too well. Uh, and that name, I'm trying to, trying to stay quiet because I don't want him to hear me, is High Lord Nixon. That's a High Lord Nixon. Uh, when, they, when the mean boys say it, the mayor boys, the mean mayor boys, when they say it, it's kind of like, High Lord Nixon, like that. Um, Oh, that really, I creep myself out there saying that. I don't like to, I'm not going to do any more impressions of the, the, the mean mare boys. Um, uh, anyway, so this guy, this, uh, this High Lord Nixon. Uh, you know, I don't want to get too judgy, 
but he is basically the biggest jerk in this whole deal. Uh, this whole Grumpy Town deal. Look, all right, I get it. You're in charge. You're very important. Uh, but this guy, High Lord Richard Nixon, um, he walks up to me right when I'm getting my pinky finger sliced off by my sophomore English teacher, uh, Mrs. Reagan. This guy, flanked by a couple of giant fiery mare boys, dressed like kind of like scary, bloody Uncle Sam's with, you know, blood coming out of their eyes. Uh, he uh, he kind of kind of walks up to me and he says, No event in human history is more misunderstood than the Vietnam War. And I mean, that's just confusing and rude. It has nothing to do with what's actually happening uh, to me. But, you know, I understand that everybody here is just doing their job. And look, maybe I deserved to lose my finger uh, for the crimes I committed during my mortal life. Who's to say? Uh, certainly not me, but this guy, he wasn't Don, the, the, big, the big boss, uh, Big Boss Nixon. He stands over me while, while I'm writhing in pain, <laughs> clutching my hand, now sans pinky. Uh, he leans over now, and he, uh, he leans right in, real close to my ear. And uh, and he, he he whispers to me, "Suck it to you, suck it to you." And I don't really know what that means, to be honest. Um, obviously, that was a paraphrasing of the catchphrase from the hit sketch show Laughing. Uh, but his reading of the line was terrible, and it was completely not apropos. Uh, it was. Of nothing. It was it was completely apropos of nothing. Is that how that phrase goes? It sounds wrong. It was completely apropos of nothing. Well, anyway, uh, moving on. Through my politically sensitive faculties, as I mentioned, I have determined that this High Lord Nixon, uh, excuse me, jerk, is in charge of Grumpy Town which, again, is what I have named this place of apparently eternal torment. Um, and I have tried to reason with him. I have filed petitions. I have sent aggressively worded letters to his office, uh, which is, full disclosure, uh, it's a kind of fulminating column of pure hate rising beyond the scope of human perception. Uh, it kind of goes up past the fire that's burning us all the time, uh, then continues past the smoke that's always partly blinding us, uh, but not blinding us so much that we can't gaze upon the terrible visages of our tormentors, mind you. And then this fulminating column of pure hate rises up into the nothingness. Um... And you know what? This is kind of a, a, a strange thought, but I feel like if I could climb up high enough past where the 
the column of hate goes, I could probably find a way out of Grumpy Town. Um, I'm going to guess that nobody's ever thought of this before. Not to toot my own horn, but I am something of a clever boy. Uh, So I am going to just peek out of this nook and see if there's anyone looking. Uh, Oh, hi. Hey, it is the uh, 3 p.m. disemboweling, so everyone is pretty tied up at the moment. Uh, the humans, of course, are getting disemboweled, and the mirror boys are doing the disemboweling. Um, let me just see if there is a good place to start climbing. And, oh, hey, there's a ladder. Huh. Well, that is convenient. I'm just climbing this ladder, climbing up above Grumpy Town. One hand over the other, that's how you climb a ladder. This is how you climb a ladder. I'm going to put my foot on the next rung, put my other foot on the rung. That's up above the last one, then put my hands above my head and keep on climbing that ladder. I'm climbing, I'm climbing, I'm climbing up above Grumpy Town. I'm going to look down and see what I can and figure out a way to get out. out. Okay. Uh, all right. I am at a rather interesting vantage point here. I can see the whole of Grumpy Town. And High Lord Nixon himself is kind of floating up above uh, sort of buoyed upon a cloud of rage, a red cloud of rage. Um, I'm going to try to keep climbing without him seeing me, uh, but I do have to talk loud enough into my phone, which is in my breast pocket, um, to get a good recording. So I'm going to kind of middle it out. It's, a, it's sort of a a loud, like a loud whisper. I'm going to try a loud whisper, keep climbing, and, oh, oops, <laughs> I think he spotted me, um, <laughs> he's kind of floating towards me now, um, gonna try to play it cool, uh, ha, hello, sir, um, not trying to get away from, uh, good old grumpy town, just having a look-see at your wonderful torment hole. Uh, nothing untoward happening here. Don't get the impression that you arouse my anger. One can only be angry with those much respects. Aha! Ah! Well, it is good to know that you're not angry with me, uh, sir. Is... Is sir correct? I don't want to say the wrong thing. Is I can say Lord. I just don't. I don't know which is the the right thing to call um, the Lord of Hell. I'm gonna keep saying sir until you tell me not to, though. Uh, obviously, I have a lot of respect for you, Sir Lord, Sir High Lord, uh, Sir High Lord Nixon. Um, I don't want to step out of line, so I think that I will just. 
go back on down this here ladder and right on back to Grumpy Town and no harm done. Um, it is necessary for me to establish a winner image. Therefore, I have to beat somebody. Oh, God. Uh, um, uh, hey, ah, uh, uh, Satan, I mean, Nixon, uh, dude, don't. Just take it easy, all right? Uh, Really sorry. Hey, do you want? Do you want my phone? You you can take my phone. Just it's 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 a Nokia phone, man. You can have my phone if you just let me let me go. It's not the best phone, but it is practically indestructible. Uh, is that? Uh, please please say yes. Just let me go for the phone. Me for the phone. My soul for the phone. It seems like a fair deal, right? Just give me a. Thumbs up, buddy. Let us move from the era of confrontation to the era of negotiation. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you, sweet Papa Satan. Nixon. Ah, Nixon. Sweet Papa Nixon. Ah, I won't forget this. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, I can't wait to live again. Yay!